The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe for this Wednesday, the 15th of March in London. Coming up today. Going for growth, the Chancellor gets set to announce a budget plan for business investment. Escalating tensions, a US drone collides with a Russian fighter jet over the Black Sea. Salary sacrifice, HSBC cuts base pay for newly promoted bankers as the UK prepares to scrap its bonus cap. Free childcare for under three, Sunak warned against relaxing city rules and the US smells tougher bank regulations. Those are the stories we're looking at in today's papers and I'm Leanne Gerrans. Plus, tech tightens its belt, Apple bites down on bonuses as Meta sheds thousands more jobs. That's all straight ahead on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The business news you need to start your day in just one 15-minute podcast on Apple, Spotify, the Bloomberg Business app and everywhere you get your podcasts. Good morning, I'm Stephen Carroll. And I'm Caroline Hepke. Here are the stories that we're following today. The Chancellor Jeremy Hunt will use today's budget to try to unblock business investment in the UK. It's going to be a tricky balancing act. Decades high inflation, weak growth and a persistent cost of living crisis have all limited his room for manoeuvre. Speaking ahead of the budget, Hunt said he would focus on tackling the UK's chronic labour shortage. This is a budget in which I will be systematically going through all the areas where there are barriers that stop people working who want to so that we can help people get back to work, fill those vacancies for our businesses. The Chancellor's first full budget comes as hundreds of thousands of workers go on strike. Junior doctors, civil servants, tube drivers and teachers are all walking out in disputes over pay and conditions. On Northern Ireland trade, the Democratic Unionist Party leader Geoffrey Donaldson has called for more clarity on Vichy Sunak's deal with the EU. In his first detailed response since the deal was announced in February, Donaldson said that there were still key areas that need changes. The UK Foreign Secretary James Cleverly told our correspondent Lizzie Burden he hopes the Unionist Party will support the Windsor framework. I really hope that the uh, the DUP and other uh, uh, politicians in Northern Ireland recognise that we have focused very much on their concerns, that this is uh, good news for the economic future of Northern Ireland. It protects Northern Ireland's place within the Union of the United Kingdom, an incredibly valued part of the United Kingdom. The Foreign Secretary James Cleverly there speaking to Bloomberg. The Windsor framework has been seen as one of a number of successes for the Prime Minister. 
A Russian fighter jet has collided with a US surveillance drone above the Black Sea. The incident in international airspace is set to strain relations between the two superpowers even further. Russia's ambassador to the US, Anatoly Antonov, denies the country's jet struck the drone. We don't want any confrontation between the United States and the Russian Federation. We are in favour of pragmatic relations for the sake, for the interest of the uh, people of the United States and the Russian Federation. But US officials have a very different story, saying two Russian planes flew close to the drone for half an hour before the crash. The Pentagon is now working to declassify video of the incident. Uh, In terms of data, US inflation rose by the most in five months in February. Core CPI went up by half of 1% for the month as the cost of living continued to surge in America. Fed policymakers will now have to balance future rate rises against the uh, growing financial stability risks following the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank. China's economy picked up strength in the first two months of the year. Bloomberg's Brian Curtis has the details from Hong Kong. Investment gained and consumer spending recovered after COVID zero policies were dropped. Retail sales rising 3.5% from the same period last year, matching estimates, but much better than a drop of 1.8% back in December. Industrial output up 2.4% and fixed asset investment rising 5.5%. All told, the rebound will please officials, but two challenges loom. External demand and Does this local recovery train keep on chugging? In Hong Kong, Brian Curtis, Bloomberg, Daybreak Europe. The jobless rate edged up to 5.6% in China, but the rate for young people jumped to 18.1%, a six-month high. In corporate news, HSBC is slashing the base pay for some newly promoted investment bankers here in the UK by a quarter. New managing directors will now get a salary of about £225,000, compared with £300,000 for those already holding that same position. The move comes as the UK government is planning to abandon the cap on banker bonuses as part of post-Brexit changes to city rules. And the world's most valuable company is delaying bonuses, pausing hiring and checking how often its staff come into the office. Source say Apple is joining Meta and other tech giants cutting costs. Bloomberg's tech reporter Ed Ludlow points out even the methods are similar. The company is freezing hiring for additional jobs and leaving positions open when employees depart, which is a strategy Meta has itself implemented in the past, just not backfill anyone that leaves. Um, But, you know, not to the level in Apple's case that we saw Meta announce this morning. Bloomberg's Ed Ludlow there in San Francisco comparing the Apple news to Meta's announcement that it plans to lay off 10,000 employees on top, of course, of the previous job cuts already announced at the social media giant. Okay, those are our top stories for you this morning. So, Jeremy Hunt, the Chancellor, he delivers uh, his spring budget today. We'll have full coverage. We'll play it out for you live here on uh, Bloomberg Radio at lunchtime. His main job, obviously, is stability. Um, After the November autumn statement that was so disastrous for the UK that led to a rapid ratcheting up in terms of interest rates for mortgage holders, But he's got other pressing issues, so many of them. High inflation, weak growth, this cost of living crisis, the strike action. He has a lot on his plate and not a lot of money with which to do it. Yeah, having said that, the situation is so much better than the last time that he stood up to make a fiscal statement in the House of Commons. So from one point of view, the Chancellor has achieved his early aims of providing stability in terms of the UK economy. But the room for manoeuvre is so limited. We have some clues about what, what... 
policies is going to announce. I think there's a lot of really great Bloomberg reporting out there on the childcare issue at the moment to see how that could that be the key measure that could help to unlock the tight labour market in the UK. Yeah, we already know about the energy price guarantee, but there's the idea that maybe fuel duty will be frozen. Yes, more childcare support uh, in terms of uh, childcare uh, for younger children under the age of three. Also, replacing the super deduction for business investment could be really important. I love this piece on the terminal, though, from Eamon Farhart and Arena Angel, which is about junior doctors. Now, they're striking this week. So this is also, you know, the government at the sharp end of of certain workers wanting more pay. Now, they've done this research looking at newly qualified medics who are switching to lots of other jobs, management consultancy and other careers in business because they're not being paid enough. Yeah, I mean, a poll from the British Medical Association last year found that two in five junior doctors plan to leave the NHS once they're offered uh, another job and that almost 80% of them often think about leaving the NHS. There's no denying this is a very difficult job. It always has been. I think many people can argue it's always been underpaid compared to the other opportunities that are out there. But is that situation worse now than it's ever been because the cost of living has gone up by so much and comparatively NHS pay not keeping pace what the private sector is offering. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Well, we're expecting many announcements then potentially today from investment zones to childcare. Also an updated economic forecast from the Office for uh, Budget Responsibility. So our chief Europe economist, Jamie Rush, has been speaking to us about how much money the Chancellor has to work with. So things look a lot better now than they did uh, back in, in November. He's probably got about £40 billion extra in the next year or so to spend relative to... That's, that's the fiscal news, basically, an extra £40 billion. But that kind of dies away, and so he'll only actually have 10 by the end. So he's got basically lots of scope for temporary stuff, not much room to do things that are permanent. What's the outlook for the UK economy now, then? Is recession still likely? Um, so it's it's 50-50. The OBR might actually not have any recession in the forecast whatsoever. Um, the main thing that's changed has been that energy prices have just fallen through the floor. They're 70% down relative to what was previously expected. That creates a lot more scope for growth. And so that's what we're going to see in the numbers. What's going to be the most important priority for the Chancellor? Is he going to be trying to make sure the UK doesn't fall into that recession? I think it's less about that and more about trying to... Uh, make some some temporary measures which will kind of ease some pain where it's most needed. So household bills, that's probably the caps we're going to stay at £2,500. That won't cost very much. He'll probably, he may feel he needs to do something on public sector pay, but again, maybe it's just like one-off payments, cost of living payments. Um, so I'd imagine those are the priorities. If you're, if you're looking at long-term policies, uh, I think he may also uh, introduce a, a, a a kind of a tax giveaway for investment spending by corporates because there's something expiring uh, and he needs to replace it with something. Okay. Do you think that there'll be word on other issues? Lots has, have, has been floated ahead of the budget. Do you expect anything on childcare or on trying to keep people in the workforce? There's this idea around uh, making pensions uh, more generous for people who are putting away quite a lot of money. Yeah, that's what we've heard on the pension side. I mean, that strikes me that's going to have absolutely no impact at all, really, on people people's decisions to work or not. It's, it only affects the people who are extremely well off. Um, so that's pretty marginal. Um, Childcare, that, that, that could move the dial, but it's extremely expensive. So they'll have to think about what they can afford. One of the ideas we were told is, is being discussed is this idea for investment zones. Uh, this isn't a new idea. Do they work? 
I think the evidence is pretty mixed. Whether you actually get new investment or whether it just diverts investment from other places to within these zones, I mean, the jury's out on that. But I think generally speaking, the evidence is that it doesn't do a huge amount. In terms of inflation, you mentioned energy costs. They're starting to come down rapidly. Goldman Sachs really uh, moved the conversation, talking about hitting below 2% inflation at the end of this year. So that promise by Rishi Sunak to halve inflation looks pretty easy. Yeah, it was, it was an open goal, really. I mean, they've set themselves a target which could have been achieved in almost all circumstances. So, um, yes, yeah, so I, I think they'll, 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 get, they'll, they'll succeed on that one. Jamie, we had three prime ministers in a year last year. We had a meltdown around pension funds after the mini budget last year. This is the spring budget. Very important in how it goes for both Chancellor Jeremy Hunt, but also the prime minister, yes? It is important. I mean, I think there's like a, a general air of competence uh, floating about in the sense that the, the, you know, the fallout from the Silicon Valley Bank debacle has been very contained and and the UK is actually kind of winning plaudits for doing a decent job of it, perhaps even better than the Fed has done. Um, so, so that's all positive. Um, but yeah, there's, there's not a, there's not the sense of panic about the budget this time around because they're not planning to do huge fiscal giveaways. So that was Bloomberg's chief Europe economist, Jamie Rush. I think uh, the Prime Minister and the Chancellor will be very pleased if they emerge from this budget with a general air of competence as, as Jamie Rush. But no, I'm look, a cynic, I, Caroline I, I'm not a cynic. I, th- I think that would be a very good score, you know. Uh, and of course, we're going to bring you the budget live from 12.30 today. Up next, free childcare for under three. Sunak warned against relaxing city rules and the US molds tougher regulation for mid-sized banks. The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. Success is more than the final destination. It's a path you take one step at a time. It's discipline. It's teamwork. And it's the drive and passion inside of us that comes before all recognition. It's what Stiefel's been doing for over 130 years. Quietly, yet strategically, Stiefel's become one of the fastest-growing wealth management and investment banking firms in the country. Our financial advisors go beyond traditional wealth management to provide clients with direct access to one of the industry's largest equity research franchises and a leading middle market investment bank. Because success is the drive it takes to keep climbing, the passion to keep investing, the best of each of us made better by the best in all of us. And that is where success meets success. Start your journey at Stiefel.com. That's S-T-I-F-E-L.com. Stiefel Nicholas and Company Incorporated, member SIPC and NYSE. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. Athletes, actors, artists. But what about the people behind the scenes? You know, the ones who make it all happen. The lighting engineers, the sideline photographers, the caterers. They're small business masterminds. And if there's one thing they have in common, it's making their money work harder. That's why they have a business bank account with QuickBooks Money, where they are now earning a generous 5% annual percentage yield. Yes, 5% APY. Making your money work as hard as you do? That's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. Now, the paper review on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. The news you need to know from today's papers. 
The Guardian headline this morning, Hunt to announce £4 billion boost for childcare in England. Bloomberg's Leanne Gerrans is here with more on the newspaper. So let's start there then with the childcare issue, Leanne. Well, Caroline, this was on the front page of many of the newspapers today. And yesterday, if you're watching the news anywhere, people were leaking this story left, right and centre. And according to The Guardian, childcare is really emerging as this key political battleground in the run-up to the next election between the Conservatives and between the Labour Party. Now, what is expected today? So, a £4 billion expansion of free childcare for one- and two-year-olds right here in England. Parents who work and currently claim for 30 free hours a week Mm. for three- and four-year-olds. Caroline, I know you know more about this than I do as you are a parent. No, I was only going to inject. I, I hate calling it free because it's not really always free. It's basically usually subsidised. Uh, the government doesn't pay the same rate as, as the nurseries usually have to pay their staff. So it actually ends up being a subsidy rather than free. That's all I was going to add. No, you know what? And that's something I had a good look at today. And childcare providers, they're the key to this, aren't they, Caroline and Stephen? And they're really welcoming this proposal. But what they're saying is it crucial that the Chancellor increases the funding per hour or else providers won't be able to support these government plans and they'll be losing money and this is something that's really important and we need to watch out in the budget today how Jeremy Hunt does set this funding out and Bloomberg's Ellen Milligan she's been doing some great reporting and something that truly stuck out to me is the UK is one of the most unaffordable childcare systems in the OECD pricing a growing number of women out of the workforce and as you and Stephen said earlier this budget is all about getting people back into the workforce. All the people off the golf course is one thing that Jeremy Hunt has also said. Yes, I'm not sure they're quite the same groups of people that we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah, but who yeah. knows, perhaps that, that, that is, and there is an overlap there somewhere. Leanne, let's go next uh, to the Financial Times. Rishi Sunak warned against relaxing City of London rules. Yes, indeed. So we've been talking about Silicon Valley Bank, haven't we, Stephen? And the collapse of this bank is really calling for a rethink of regulatory overhaul right here in the UK. And as the US is considering this closely, Joe Biden has vowed a stiff bank regulation. Now, Rishi Sunak and Jeremy Hunt have pushed for looser post-Brexit regulations of the city under the so-called Edinburgh reforms to make things more competitive here is what they're thinking and what they're looking at. But according to the FT, the Prime Minister has been warned not to weaken regulation following the UK arm and the collapse of that regarding SVB. So once again, this is another interesting take. If the US sneezes, do we follow? But this is what's been warned against. Mm. And I thought this was interesting, Caroline and Stephen. Lord Nick McPherson's been talking. He says the Treasury must be careful not to follow the US example and weaken regulation in the name of competition. But Andrew Griffith, the city minister, insisted that the rescue operation showed the system has worked as intended. And I think the HSBC bailout in many respects, if you want to call that, was swift and quick and happened before markets opened on Monday. Yeah, absolutely. The purchase of of SVB. Look, I think there is a debate and it's it's hard to say now whether the regulatory framework is really what um, contributed to SVB failing in the US. A lot of people say no, it was simply a 
run on the bank, a traditional sort of liquidity crunch. Anyway, just lastly, Fed considering tougher rules uh, for mid-sized <laughs> banks after SBB. This basically follows on from that. Sorry, it's the Wall Street Journal headline. Yes, it? it's linked very well together. I didn't think of a segue, but you just did it for me. Now, the Fed is considering changes to its rules governing mid-sized banks that may include tougher capital and liquidity requirements and steps to strengthen annual stress tests. And that's all according to reporting from the Wall Street Journal. This is Bloomberg Daybreak Europe, your morning brief on the stories making news from London to Wall Street and beyond. Look for us on your podcast feed every morning on Apple, Spotify and anywhere else you get your podcasts. You can also listen live each morning on London DAB Radio, the Bloomberg Business app and Bloomberg.com. Our flagship New York station is also available on your Amazon Alexa devices. Just say, Alexa, play Bloomberg 1130. I'm Caroline Hepke. And I'm Stephen Carroll. Join us again tomorrow morning for all the news you need to start your day, right here on Bloomberg Daybreak Europe. It can be hard to see the challenges that people we work with every day are going through. I'm Holly Robinson-Pete. Join us on The Visibility Gap, a new podcast presented by Cigna Healthcare. Download it wherever you get your podcasts. From Silicon Valley to Wall Street, the promise and perils of artificial intelligence are playing out on the world stage. But what will the next phase of AI adoption look like? Which companies from big tech to startups will dominate? And where do the risks and unintended consequences lie? I'm Emily Chang. Join me at Bloomberg Tech in San Francisco, May 9th, to answer many of the industry's burning questions. Alongside SNAP's Evan Spiegel, Xbox President Sarah Bond, OpenAI's Brad Lightcap, top researcher Dr. Fei-Fei Li of Stanford, and many more. More details and just a few tickets left at Bloomberg.com slash TechSF.